0: Today, hope is needed more than ever. And the good news of Easter is that hope is alive. I'd love for you to gather with us this Easter at Mariners to celebrate Jesus' victory over death and his invitation to new life. Invite your friends and neighbors and join us at one of our many in-person Easter services. We have gatherings throughout Orange County for every comfort level. If you're not ready for physical gatherings, tune in to Mariners Easter services online. We can't wait to celebrate with you. Visit the new MarinersChurch.org for all our service times and locations. Happy Easter. Hello. Welcome to the Gospel Everyday podcast, following along with the Mariners Church annual read. There is unlimited grace for us today, no matter what happens, because of who Jesus is and what he has done. I'm Ines Franklin, your host for today. Today's reading is from Job chapter 28, verse 20 to 24, and verse 28. Where it reads, Where then does wisdom come from? Where does understanding dwell? It is hidden from the eyes of every living thing, concealed even from the birds in the sky. Destruction and death say, only a rumor of it has reached our ears. God understands the way to it. He alone knows where it dwells. For he views the ends of the earth and he sees everything under the heavens. And he said to the human race, The fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to shun evil is understanding. Job finally speaks. After chapters of reading about his friends jabbering away, Job silences them the first time, we hear him respond. And in this case, he responds by way of a poem. Some say this poem is uh, on search for wisdom. is one of the great literary gems in the book of Job. It has one essential theme, that God alone has a direct access to wi- wisdom. Now, the poem is divided into three parts. And we didn't read all of it, but chapter, chapter 28, verse 1 through 11 says essentially that wisdom. It cannot be mined. From verse 12 to 19, we learn that wisdom cannot be bought. And then from verse 20 to 28, we're told that God alone knows the way to wisdom and gives it to humble people. Precious metals and gems can be found eventually by the persistent and ingenuity of people. But wisdom, we're told in this poem, cannot be mined or bought or discovered in any way. It is available to human's only upon their submission to the lord humans can't discover the design or purpose behind god's creation and management of his world job shames his friends from claiming they can interpret what god is doing in job's life now even job doesn't know he too cries out to god for insight on the meaning of the suffering in his life now we we live in a world that has us convinced that we can know anything Hey, we have the internet, Google, massive computer hardware crunching away at DNA sequencing. We can know stuff, but that's not the same thing as wisdom. Our lack of ability to gain wisdom apart from God is not an accident. It's parts of God's design. God is in sovereign control over wisdom. In verse 21, it says, It is hidden from the eyes of every living thing concealed even to the birds in the sky. Now, God made all things, and only he understands how all things fit together. Even wisdom is not self-created or self-existence. God created wisdom and determined its role in the rest of creation. And yet, God in his kindness offers this wisdom to humanity, to those who would submit to his sovereign holiness. Now, the, the context here for the ending of this poem is the fear of the Lord. And what that means is to be in admiration, praise, and awe, fear of doing anything that would grieve or dishonor God. It's esteeming our relationship with God at the highest so that everything else is evalu- evaluated in light of that. It increases our experience of grace and forgiveness, and God gives us wisdom when we revere him. And this is an important reminder. You see, we're likely to think that our human experiences, our true and tried efforts will gain us the wisdom we seek. We're likely to think that we have God figured out in a box within our man-made boundaries. But God would not allow for that. For if he did, he would end up being a little God, a God that would not sustain life, help us in our time or struggles, battle our biggest enemies, and save us from death and evil. Today, we are reminded by Job's story and by the Kellers to avoid giving trite answers to someone who is suffering. And I appreciate the prayer they wrote for us today. When we're with someone who is deeply suffering, we have a tendency to want to fill the air with words. In our discomfort, we try to have something profound to say. And I'm guilty of this too, even as a pastor who has walked with people in the most horrific of moments. Once I worked at Chalk Children's Hospital, and I can't tell you how many times I just put my foot into my mouth, saying things I shouldn't have said in moments when people needed me just to be silent. The prayer that the Kellers wrote for us basically said, shut me up and teach me how to comfort the way Jesus comforts, not with answers for every question, but just with his presence. That's a good prayer. Today, let us practice seeking his presence more than anything else, more than wisdom, more than answers, more than relief from suffering. And one way to do so is with a practice called Lectio Divina. It's a practice intended to promote communion with God and experience scripture as the living word of God. It's very simple. You do four parts. You read a passage, that any passage you pick. Essentially, you take a bite. Then you take time to reflect and meditate on maybe a word or a phrase out of that passage that captivates your heart. In other words, chew it. Then you respond in prayer to what God called you uh, to your attention. You might see something and and something pops to mind. And maybe you just want to respond in prayer to God. In other words, savor. And lastly, you rest in God, contemplating his word to you. Whatever it is that he told you, you digest it. Read, reflect, respond, rest. I think this fits very well with today's prompt on our Easter journey card. It says that silence is golden. Today we're supposed to unplug, to turn off music, podcast, radio, TV, whatever, so that we can connect with Jesus. And we're given two passages, Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, and um, Psalms 139, 23 to 24. These are really good passages to spend some time in, in reading, in reflecting, in responding, and resting in the Lord. So let us pray. Lord, we thank you that you give us your word, that you give us your wisdom. Wisdom comes from you. Jesus is your wisdom personified. And Lord, we can seek your wisdom, but we must do so in humility, in awe, in reverence, that true wisdom comes from you because you are the one who holds the keys to all wisdom. Father, would you help us Know, accept, and rest in our limits. Teach us your wisdom. And most importantly, O oh God, help us feel your presence, which is the only thing that can satisfy our souls and comfort us in our times of struggle. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for allowing us to be a part of your day. Please be sure to subscribe and share.